Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Welcome in and thanks for spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirchner. My name is Chris Swan and here's how you reach out to the show, 419-794-3030. Not just the show, but actually to reach out to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. Or if you prefer, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to take a deep dive into risk, risk in retirement and how to look at it in a completely different way than how Most of the financial industry tells investors to look at risk. On top of that, the hidden risks facing retirees might sabotage their future success. But first, let me check in. It is just uh, Nolan and I, but Nolan, glad to be with you as always. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm great. Good to be here, kind of holding down the fort, so to say. So uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, Number one, we've got our upcoming uh, Hooves Chili Mm Cook-Off event that's going to be a Saturday night at Valleywood Country Club. It is from 6 to 10 p.m., so... Uh, we have about 160 people registered to come out to that event. We're looking forward to it. So anybody who's listening that, you know, loves and supports our military troops and families, uh, you know, we've got that event. We've got a live band. We've got uh, several different craft brew tastings. And we've got uh, about 17 people and businesses have entered in various chilies. So you can come get all the chili you can uh, if you want to stop out to our Hooves event uh, this Saturday at Valleywood. Uh, you can get tickets right at the door, so don't worry about it. If you don't have tickets, just come on by. And again, 100% of the proceeds go to support uh, veterans here that are suffering from uh, some mental challenges to try to change that trajectory. And, uh, you know, this year we've been able to help and put over uh, 50 veterans through our program. So we also want to give a shout out and thanks to all the local businesses. I know we've got a ton of support from a Lucas County Veteran Service Commission, and also one of our, our key sponsors is a Buckeye uh, Telesystem. So thank you so much, and we hope for everybody coming out. And then when I'm not at Chile, it's hockey season. So Carter kicked off his last first round of hockey last weekend. We played some games. Uh, he went out, scored his first couple of goals in high school season, and uh, he's got four games uh, over the weekend. So. That is now hockey is life. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty to keep you busy. Yeah. You know, and, and you mentioned something there and I would be remiss if we didn't, you know, we are a couple of days removed from Veterans Day. It was this past Thursday. I've talked about my dad here on the show, did 23 years in the army, another 20 as a civilian contractor after that. Very grateful. He, uh, Nolan, you, of course, uh, a veteran. So we want to thank you as well. It's never really a bad time to thank the veterans for their service. So again, I know we're a couple of days removed from Veterans Day, but I uh, want to thank all the veterans out there for their service, uh, including including you, Nolan, and, and this, the work that you do with Hooves is a great example of that extending uh, beyond just that, that simple thank you. It's a great event. And again, uh, I think a, a lot of people going to enjoy themselves and enjoy some chili. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my honor, and I appreciate the thank you. In fact, uh, what uh, is also kind of interesting is uh, about two years ago, I took my son over to meet with the recruiters uh, talking about serving in the reserves. Mm-hmm. And as most listeners know, you know, he's a college student at Bowling Green State University. But uh, just this past week, uh, he also did go to uh, talk with another recruiter there at the Air National Guard about serving in the reserve. So we'll keep everybody in tuned. And we do also, as a veteran-owned business, appreciate everybody who serves. So uh, thank everybody out there as well. 
Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive in. You know, I mentioned right there at the beginning of the show, we're going to talk about risk. Uh, let's talk about the different uh, looks at risk than, than what most investors are used to. What exactly does that mean? Well, I think, you know, risk is such an important topic that today I wanted to dedicate the entire show to this topic. So, you know, you're going to find yourself, if you're listening today, if you're, you know, worried about not making enough money or if you're worried about where this administration is going to take the markets, I think this really is a show that you want to stay tuned to the entire time because I'm going to try to give you some information to take a look at risk in a different perspective. And, you know, why it's so important to take a look at this is because, number one, the stock market is at or close to record highs. Mm -hmm. And again, I hope it keeps going up. But if you look at the numbers that came out just last week, the U.S. inflation numbers are now at a 31 year high and you know there's chances of uh, changes with interest rate hikes uh, there's a lot of risk that's going on out there so you know we want people who listen to the show to be educated to make smart decisions on how to be able to capitalize on opportunities while at the same time not get hurt and when we look at risk i think what we want to do is we want to look at where some of the success and some of the failure is in most financial firms that are out there so if you think about risk and you think about the standard profile questionnaires it really is simply a way to gauge where the investor is right now you know the problem is is some people are really only asking this question to check the box, I would say, for their compliance file, because that's one of the questions that, you know, from a suitability standpoint, mm -hmm. they have to check the box. The second problem is, is really you're asking an investor how they feel right now. I had a conversation with a, a, a gentleman earlier this week who works for a financial services firm, and we were talking about this topic. And he was telling me that he had read about a survey that found out the way that people answered the questionnaires on their risk profile uh, changed. And the number one factor that changed the outcome of how they answered it was the weather outside. Really? Yeah. Oh. But I think you could also say that the weather within the market yeah. could be a way that people answer it, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when the market's doing great like it is, maybe you're saying, hey, I'm very comfortable taking on risk. The market's good. I think things are going to continue on. And just the same is true when the market falls apart. You know, then they're changing their profile and, and answering it the wrong way. The thing is, is as a fiduciary, you know, what we want to do working with our clients and educating investors is to take the conversation a whole lot deeper. You know, we want to talk about some of the failures in the past. And, you know, for me, I would go back to, say, 26 years ago when I got into this industry as an 18-year-old. At that point, one of the common questions I would ask people is, are you a, a conservative, moderate, or an aggressive investor? And Chris, I'll just ask you that question. What do you think the overwhelming majority of people would say? I would say that they are probably, I would say conservative. Yeah, I guess it would depend upon your age group. In my experience, again, this is going back 26 years ago. What I would say is I would say the lion's share of people that I talked to would say moderate. Moderate kind of means what middle of the road mm -hmm. investor. And, and the challenge back 26 years ago, and it's still the challenge to this day if you're in a moderate investment, so if your investment has the word moderate in there, what really does that mean? And it's oftentimes not something that people find out until something bad happens within the market. So the, the client or the investor thought moderate meant this would be the amount of money at risk. Maybe you know they thought their portfolio would be much more protective, but come to find out it could go down 30 or 35 or 40 percent if the market had a major sell-off. And it wasn't until something bad happened that they experienced that type of pain. 
Now, the good news is, is technology has gotten so much better today that there are some wonderful tools, I think, to help really dial it in a little bit more. And one of the ones that we talked about on this show a lot is called Riskalyze. If anybody doesn't have your risk score, I would encourage you, it's something that we can help you get your risk number on your portfolio, regardless of whether you're a client of our firm or not. If you wanted to find out what your risk score is, just stop over to our website. It's America's Retirement Headquarters. Simply click the Start Your Retirement Roadmap Today button, complete the couple of questions, and then we'll get your risk analysis started for you and get that information out there. Because I think now with where the economies and the market are, it's a really good idea to have a pretty good understanding as far as what some of the outcomes could be within your portfolio. So why I like Riskalyze and the technology that it offers is it gives an investor about a 95% range of returns of what their portfolio might do over the next six months, depending upon different market environments. Okay. It also allows you to determine based upon what their current allocation is, what your risk number is. So let's say that I put in your investments, Chris, and it comes back that your risk score is a 70. Okay. Then you go through this series of questions talking about how you feel about your investment approach, your future, and your outlook. And let's say that you come back and you're comfortable with a 40-level risk. Mm -hmm. Well, right away, that you know could be one area that it's important then to start having the conversation of maybe you you know, need to back it down a little bit because your portfolio is maybe out of alignment if it's at a 70 level risk versus a 40. A chance at our office, he's one of our certified financial planners and he runs the planning division here at the firm. The way that he describes the risk number is kind of like driving a vehicle, right? So if you're going 70 miles an hour and racing down 75 to get to the football game or just going somewhere and you get into an automobile accident, you know, it's much more likely that that accident could be deadly or severe at 70 miles an Absolutely, hour yeah. than if you're moving at, uh, say, 30. Mm -hmm. So a 30-level score, again, an accident still could be bad, but it's much less likely to be that. So if you're worried about your portfolio, worried about accident happens in the market, you got to know what your risk number is. And again, if you don't know that, just stop over to our website, America's Retirement Headquarters, click on that Start Your Journey button, fill that out. We'll get you that risk analysis. And if we break it down a little bit further, i give you a couple of examples of some stories somebody had sent in. I have a million dollars in savings, have just retired at the age 65, expect to live for another 25 more years, and have an annual income of $80,000. Plus, I want to make sure that I built in some increases for inflation over time. The way that they answered the risk score put them on a 2 out of 10 level of risk. So therefore, they're placed ultimately in a conservative portfolio with an allocation of 10% in stocks and then 90% in bonds. This portfolio is expected to provide a 1% real return over the next 25 years because of being so allocated towards fixed income with where rates are. You know, the, obviously the problem in this particular portfolio is maybe the other advisor checked the box for answering the risk profile of two out of 10, mm -hmm. 
But really, you know, the risk here is the risk this investor faces is they're very likely to run out of money. That longevity because, risk. Right. They had mm -hmm. that longevity risk in the portfolio. Maybe that million dollar savings would be better off in a more balanced type of an approach and something that had the opportunity to provide more predictable income. And there's other vehicles that are out there that, uh, you know, one would be like an annuity. There's other alternative investments that provide income that, you know, maybe this investor may be more suitable than other strategies. So oftentimes there's no Swiss army knife of approach when it comes to investing. But in that scenario, again, I think that's one perfect example of looking at something recently where somebody answered a profile, but when you step back and look at this person as an individual and their long-term goals and objectives, simply checking the box of they want to be a two out of 10 level risk isn't taking it as far enough as you need to. Again, as a fiduciary, what we really want to do is we want to explore and have further conversations about, you know, what does risk look like in more than just a number. Another failure that I recently had is I had an opportunity to talk with a young couple, just started a family, and I was actually extremely impressed at how many smart financial decisions they've made at such a young age. Um, I'm lucky that my dad got me involved in saving and investing and you know, I was kind of a nerd. I put money in the stock market <laughs> when I was 12 years old, but I learned early on the principles of saving and investing and you know, both my kids actually have stock portfolios and have done that for some time too. So when I looked at this couple and I met with them at, you know, I was, I was really impressed at how many smart decisions that they had made, uh, getting to where they're at now. And, and one of the questions that they talked about, specifically the wife was asking about her company retirement plan. And she was feeling that, you know, should I take on more risk within my plan or what can I do to get higher returns? So then we started to go through the financial inventory and we looked at their other assets and they had invested some money on their own in an outside brokerage account. And what they had done is they had invested a, uh, their money into one of these electric car companies and it was also in a semiconductor company. Well, if anybody's seen the news in the last couple of years, the semiconductor shortage as well as electric car companies have been a great place to be. So they had experienced tremendous growth in their individual investment account with the decisions that they made. And here, when they were looking at their 401k, they were up only 17% this year. And so they had the feeling of they were missing out. So their emotional aspect, we'll talk a little bit more about that, could lead them down a dangerous path. And so what I had to do is had to talk to them a little bit about the context. You know, as a younger couple just starting to save and invest, they've not necessarily experienced the pain of a 2008 environment or a 2000 market crash. So in this case, you know, they needed to learn a little bit about the risk of becoming an emotional investor. A failure number three is I also spoke with an advisor recently who had a client that opened up his account about eight months ago. Now, the market here recently has been on a gangbuster run, really with a strong, strong bounce back from the lows of the COVID market crash. In this particular case, when I was talking with this advisor, his client was up roughly 8% over the eight months that it had opened his account. But September was the first time that we had seen a, a pullback 
of a measurable amount within the stock market in, in quite a while. So this investor had reached out to his advisor and was extremely concerned because he saw about a 1% decline in his portfolio value. So there again, I think is an example where it's a good scenario to go back to have a conversation with your clients and you know as investors if you're listening to have a good understanding that you know if you're going to have money invested within the stock or bond market there is always going to be times that the market goes up or down and at the end of the day it's really beyond somebody's control that's why it's so important to make sure that you have a good understanding of where you're at so if you're listening today if you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you're missing out on market gains if you feel like you know this administration is going to lead us down the wrong path, if you feel like, hey, you know, I'd like to get my risk score and know what my number is, I'd encourage you to make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, and you can share this information with other people that you think. And certainly feel free to comment below. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are when we're talking about the topic of risk. And that can be another good way to take the right step in the right direction with your portfolio. So if you want to sit down and speak with the team at American Retirement Headquarters, it's really easy. Pick up a phone, give a call, 419-794-3030, or just go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. But when we're looking at risk, you know, if we're looking at risk and an investor wants to go beyond the traditional conservative, moderate, or aggressive, you know, some of the things that other investors, I think they want to ask when they're having a good understanding about risk is, number one is how much money is in reliable versus variable income. So when you're getting close to or in retirement time, you have wants and needs, but the needs that somebody has for housing, food, everyday living expenses, a lot of those assets need to be covered, at least in my opinion, for a retiree and things that are reliable sources of income. Where some of the fun stuff that you have, I mean, that could be variable income, where if you're gonna take a Disney trip, maybe you do it in the year where your equities are outperforming you've got to kind of decide where the gaps are. So for those folks that are listening to today and within five years of retirement time, determining what the gaps are between reliable income and variable income. And if you do have a gap, now why the market is at an all-time high might be a good opportunity to shift a little bit more money into more reliable income sources uh, and variable. You don't want to get caught in the scenario of thinking that the last 10 years and the next 10 years are going to be as good as what they were in the past. You know, in our industry, we always have to say past performance doesn't guarantee future results. Mm -hmm. Look, I hope the next 10 years are great, but, you know, realistically, things can be a challenge. You also have to be careful not to trust hypothetical illustrations. So anybody can give you an illustration that says, what if this happens? But the reality can be oftentimes two very different things. The next risk I think people should be looking at right now is called a withdrawal rate risk. If you look at it, Morningstar did an excellent survey that said what a safe withdrawal rate is for somebody that's close to or in retirement time to have a high probability of success, that being 90% or better in the future. And what happens is sometimes people are taking five, six, seven, eight percent withdrawal rates. And if they have a long time in their retirement, you know, what that Morningstar study would say is that the probability of success is dramatically low. You want to look at how that study lines up with what maybe you've been told by your friends, another advisor, or where your current withdrawal rate is, because you could be at a withdrawal rate risk. 
You also then want to factor in with your withdrawal rate, making sure that you have the ability to add in things like a pay raise. So as life gets more expensive, you can bump in inflation dairy fight-offs. You want to look at tax rates. How would tax rates impact your withdrawal rates? You know, again, you know, if tax rates went from where they're at today and they went up from 20% to 30%, you know, that's going to take a bigger slice out of your monthly withdrawal. So if you're going to take a bigger slice of your monthly withdrawal to pay more in taxes, are you going to increase your withdrawal rate to offset that? Or are you going to decrease the amount of money that you lived on? And if you've not run that scenario, it's a good idea to take a look at it. The next risk that somebody is listening wants to take a look at if you're close to or in retirement time is spend time evaluating what is called the sequence of return risk. Again, this is a major risk, again, for people that are within five years of retirement. So the five years before retirement or the five years right after retirement, this can be a, a huge risk for retirement. When I'm talking about an in sequence of return risk. If I look at a 20-year time frame, I can put two different types of investments kind of side by side. So one looking at a scenario where the market goes up in the early years, and the second is a scenario when the market goes down in the early years. Now, over the course of the 25 years, both plans averaged a return of 6% over that 25-year time frame. But the investor who experienced positive gains in the early years ended up having a substantially grown portfolio when they were taking a 5% withdrawal rate out. So again, if they're taking a 5% withdrawal rate on a million dollars, they're taking $50,000 out. The growth in the early years of the market led to uh, gains in growth and the account value over the course of their lifetime. On the other hand, the investor who experienced big declines or declines over in the first couple of years, maybe like what we experienced in 2000, 2001, 2002, or even what we experienced in 2008, the investor who had negative returns in the early years taking the $50,000 withdrawal rate, retiring at the age of 65, ended up running out of money at age 83. So why is sequence of returned risk important right now? Well, we've been really on a 10-year run now with the market doing great. Mm -hmm. And again, I hope it continues to do great, but that is a risk investors face. The next risk an investor wants to take a look at is called reverse dollar cost averaging. You know, so for my younger workers here, we have a 401k, and I encourage them to put as much money as they possibly can and to save and invest. And when the market goes down, that younger investor maybe doesn't like to see their statement and their value go down. But in reality, that younger investor, what they're getting to do is they're getting to buy more and more shares for their money. Yeah. And since they don't need it for a long time, they're going to be, you know, not having to worry so much in the near term about a market sell-off. The exact opposite applies for somebody who's in retirement time if they're taking withdrawals from their investment account. So as an investor is taking withdrawals from their investment account, what they're doing is they're reverse dollar cost averaging. In essence, to get the same amount of money, they need to sell off more and more shares to equal the dollar amount, thus accelerating the losses in the declining years. That's why I personally think the strategy of pro rata withdrawals, which is the common approach used by most financial firms, is a terrible idea for retirees. Our solution called the independent income system really helps address that. 
Again, if you get a minute, go over to our YouTube channel and take a look at the independent income system. You can learn more about it and helping you know, take that type of an approach. The last, as we kind of rounding up today's show, is talking about the emotional risk of investing. Look, I get it. It is an emotional battle when it comes to the markets. It's an emotional battle when you listen to shows like this or watch the news. You know, whether the market's going up or down, it can drive how you feel with your overall investment decisions. And nobody likes to lose money when the market goes down. The reality is, is, you know, think about what you own, why you own. Think about realistically how you would lose money in the stock market. So an investor loses money in the stock market when a portfolio goes down and they sell it and lock in a loss, mm -hmm. or if a company files bankruptcy. If you own good quality companies that have strong financial balance sheets, you shouldn't worry so much about the daily news and what's happening within the market. You have a solid plan and you know, equity or bond investing, you know, if you have a five or 10 year time frame, the odds of success become dramatically improved, then you don't have to worry about the daily noise. So, you know, what do you do from all of this is if risk is a topic that you haven't thought about, and maybe I've brought a couple ideas up to you today, I would encourage you to take that next step. Let's have a conversation about risk. Let's look at it in your portfolio. And again, one of the ways that you could do that is stop over to our website. It's americasretirementheadquarters.com. Just click start the journey button. And you know we'd be more than happy to kind of start that journey. We'll talk to you about some of the different tools and resources that we have, whether it's Riskalyze, our retirement savings calculator, and our right capital. So we can take that conversation of risk and then allow you as an individual to apply not an industry standard, but apply a standard to your own situation of where you should be when we look at all the factors. And I'd love to have that conversation with you. And we're always here and uh, certainly appreciate all of our listeners. Absolutely. Start putting a plan in place to reduce that amount of risk, not necessarily the sequence of returns because you can't control when the market is going to have its ups and downs, but how it is going to affect you, the longevity risk and the emotional risk, which I think is one of the bigger things I hear. It's pretty easy to say you're comfortable with risk for the past 10 years because the market has done really well. But Again, as you get closer and closer to retirement, now it's time to actually put a plan in place to to figure out and make sure that that, that risk, that you're not overextended and that that won't undo your retirement. 419-794-3030 is how you start that conversation with America's Retirement Headquarters or go online, have that risk clause, have that risk score run at americasretirementheadquarters.com. You can always check out previous editions of the show via the podcast medium of your choice or YouTube. Just search for America's Retirement Headquarters. And we want to thank you so much for joining us this week. And Nolan, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Well, uh, being that it's the birthday of the Marine Corps, it's Veterans Week, and we've got our chili cook-off on Saturday, I just wanted to again say thank you to all the veterans, all the active duty military. Uh, we love and appreciate you uh, personally and as a business and as a veteran-owned business. Thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll see you all soon. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787. 